You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Sometimes I just want to sit and listen to the music. I'm Isn't sorry. it great? And just dance. <laughs> this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, uh, Pamela, is joining me for this show. Glad to be here. Shannon's uh, continuing a sabbatical, so wishing her, wishing her all the best and the time that she gets away. So one of the things that's interesting to me is uh, as I just look at the landscape of marriages and I look at uh, the stuff that comes through my office as a marriage family therapist and the feedbacks that we get at feedbacksexymarriageradio.com that there's a lot of pain in in married life. There's a lot of struggle. Yes, there is. In married life. Um, Can be. We know people that struggle in married life. You know, it's kind of we have seasons and ebbs and flows. We struggle in married life sometimes. Um, it, it's just the reality of where we live and, and the nature of relationships, which is kind of the point of the show that we're doing this episode of um, the importance of marriage maintenance. But it's one of those things that's important also for people to recognize. I think if you're a listener to Sexy Marriage Radio, one of the things that this can be one of the most valuable sources of information for is beginning the conversations, right? That Right, exactly. That it, it's This is actually from um, iTunes, that somebody had made a great place to start the dialogue with your spouse is the title of their review. And it says, this is not a counseling show dealing with your unique, pro- your unique problems or a background, but it's a great place to start talking with your spouse. And you see that there are many others that struggle just like you. And, and there are, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> golly, everyone you talk to, whether it be a coworker or friends at church or whatever, there's always a story, right? right? Right. And I think that's one of the things that marriage just has some issues that come along with it. And one of the things Sexy Marriage Radio wants to provide is a different way to view the struggles, a different way to confront the struggles and, and, and recognizing the importance of these struggles. Right. The struggles are good, but none of us want to be stuck and always in the struggles. Like, right, we grow through struggle, mm-hmm. but we always want to find a way to get past the struggle. <laughs> I'm like, come on, get me out of this. The, be- the, the end is always better than the beginning when you're talking about getting past struggle, right? Right. It's like, I don't want to constantly get, bang my head against the wall. Right, right. Over and over. And the, the world we live in, I mean, so you know, Pam and I have been married 24 years, almost 25, so 24 and a half now. And um, it, the world we live in, the, the, the part of the states that we live in, um, very, very consumeristic, uh, very busy. Busy is a, is a badge of honor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Collin County, Texas. Yeah, yeah, like the fastest growing in the country. Yeah, they're always competing it's for that. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because so many things can, can compete against our time and uh, the value of our relationships. And it's, it's funny because we even had some friends that made a comment she was talking with a group of us, uh, all the couples were together and she was talking about, you know, sometimes there's lots of things that just get in the way, like a laptop can, at night um, is in his lap all the time. And sometimes I want to be his laptop. That was excellent. Baby, I just want to be your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio uh, since Pam just said she wants to be my laptop. No, um, <laughs> 
So one of the things that's interesting too is is realizing and the importance of uh, just regular maintenance. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's my question. Is really I'm going to ask you, Corey. Really, what is maintenance? Because I, I guess all of us had would have different ideas of what would come to mind. Right. Um. But what do you what do you think is maintenance? So let me let me put it back on CPA brain first. Okay. When you hear maintenance, what do you hear? When I hear maintenance, I think of, uh, well, okay, I can take it from a tax perspective and think, (laughs) well, I need to take care of my stuff early in the year. I don't want to wait until (laughs) April of next year when, oh my gosh, I didn't plan for this. And now I have this huge tax bill. I could have been chipping away at it all year long. Or you can think of it maybe in... Well, maintenance, I think of my car. Yeah, that's I, I think that's where, to the shop, right? That's where most people go because you've got to do that regular maintenance. You know, you have the maintenance soon, required soon or right. check engine light or all the different things yeah. that technology offers. Okay, so I think of my brother. Here we go. He had a Ford Escort in high school. Dad got so mad at him because his car, it, it in essence blew up. The engine right. blew up. His his check engine light had been on, I don't know, like 20, <laughs> 30 miles, something like that. He was out of oil, right? totally out of oil, burned up his engine. Mm-hmm. So when that light came on, maybe he should have done something about it. Stop driving. Exactly. Maybe? And I think if you, I, I think one way to frame this kind of conversation we're having is marriage has check engine lights. Yeah. Wouldn't they? I yes. mean, wouldn't you agree that there's there's things that would be signals that we've got a problem? So what what would be the first signal you would see? Well, I think anytime uh, one of the big proponents I have and, and belief is that uh, we're always communicating, that we cannot <laughs> not communicate in marriage. Everything we say, everything we don't say, everything we do and everything we don't do communicates. But we also have within that the nuances of our normal communication pattern. Of I get home, I seek you out, I say, hey, how was your day? You know, we have just the normal banter okay. that would be the maintaining a household, the the managing of children. Um, so if I see or either of us see a shift in that where there's been several days of you just walked in and put your stuff down and headed to the room and didn't do the normal routine. We're on your phone more than normal or, you know, that it, there's a, a, a difference of the system. Okay. That, that, that would be a signal. I think that would almost be like a little check engine light of like, wait, what's going on? You know, like, are, are you more stressed? Um, is it tax season in our case? Um, is there something going on at work? Is there something going on with us? Is, you know, just, I think those are things that would make, maybe make us go, huh, what could this be? All right. And then it's like going counter to your brother. Uh, actually do something about it. Don't just keep driving. You know, ask the question, what, what is it? What's up? What's, what, what's what going on? What do you on? do when you get the stalemate of nothing, I'm fine? Well, I think there's two things then. Um, one is you take them at their word. Uh, that's one of the things we've talked about. I've made that comment in the show before. Husbands, if you ask your wife what's wrong and she says nothing, take her at her word. And if she comes back at you later and say, this is what's really wrong, then you got, well, hold on. Why didn't you say so when I asked? And now, okay. we, now we're talking about a deeper issue of maybe we can't be honest with each other. Maybe we don't have the courage to talk to each other about the real serious things that we need to. The other is, okay, let me give you all the data that makes me think something's wrong. You know, I, I almost okay. stand my ground of 
I know some, in essence, you're saying, I know something's wrong. Something's different with you, okay. at least. And now that brings up, because to me, the whole point is, how do we look at this to where it's not placing blame, it's, it's putting the pressure where it needs to go. All right. And, and uh, I guess pressure sounds a little more severe than what some of the instances may call for, but. Well, I think pressure is a part of every relationship. Pressure's there. You're either got positive pressure or negative pressure. Okay. Because you're in a system of, of two people. So how do, you, how do you get it to where, you know what? You're not acting like everything's okay. And that at least lets, lets the system know if you're trying to put on this facade that everything's fine when it's not, it's not working. Okay. <laughs> right? All right. So even if they do respond then... What does the maintenance look like in that scenario? Well, that's probably then contingent on what's responded. You know, what's the data that then comes? Is it a, is it truly a, here's the issue I've got, and this has been festering for a long time, and we both know it, that you've been spending money like crazy and we're away in debt or, you know, so then you're talking about all the different trails you may need to go down based on the information, but I think if you're talking about just a check engine light, you're looking at it from the lens of, How am I? We have a normal system that this operates under. We have a normal pattern. We have a consistency with the frequency of our sex life. We have a consistency with the quality of our sex life. And then that also applies to our communication and our intimacy and our um, collaborating with things. And when there's a shift in that, I think that's a a marker of there's something that could be going wrong. And there's something that at least merits having the conversation. It at least merits asking myself, what could be going on with me? Have I shifted the system? Okay. So in this case, it's the spouse and what we just talked about, it's the spouse recognizing and bringing something up. I think there's probably a lot of times where an individual doesn't even realize that they're off kilter, right? Mm -hmm. So, so it does take the spouse speaking up and saying something. Right. I mean, oh, if we could all have uh, self-awareness <laughs> and, and, yeah. and recognize our own shortcomings and our own blindness at times. But I think that's where the spouse does play a great role because, you know, if you think about it, when we first met and fell in love, uh, we had that idealistic distortion of each other. I mean, every couple does. It's, that's just a reality. But as the married life goes on, you can't hide from each other. You're known. Sure, you, you sure. Know, you, you know the consistencies and kind of the nuances and the seasonal shifts and all those dynamics, they start to come out. So whenever that stuff, uh, hopefully I recognize it myself, but there's going to be times where, yeah, a spouse needs to point that out. And they're going to because you can't hide in married life. Okay, so with that in mind, how can a couple be proactive with the maintenance in their marriage. Okay. Well, I mean, couldn't you do this? Let's, let's kind of go with the same framework of uh, your car maintenance because it has regular tune-up, <laughs> right? Uh, how about as basic as I got to fill up with gas before <laughs> I run out? Okay. Right? So what would be the relation, relational or marital qu- equivalent of filling up with gas? Filling up our emotional tanks, if you will, of... Yeah of doing some things, focusing on the friendship of, of what we have, the, the, the 
the joyful things that we do together, the things that we have in common. Maybe that's just enjoying the moment. Okay. And not looking past it and, you know, being excited for something else. It's, hey, I've got you today. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I'm feeling blessed because I've got you as my spouse today. That's good. I like that. And I think also fits into what are the things that uh, separate your relationship in your marriage from everything else, which would be the secret life that you create together of the little language, the depth of the intimacy, uh, the inside jokes, the humor, all of those things are boosting of spirits. Uh, sex yeah. boosts spirits. There's some endorphins that are released in the act of sex, even if it doesn't culminate, even in the act of just making out. Physical touch yeah. plays an important role um, in, in bonding us and giving us a little bit of a boost, which would be like a fill-up. Yeah. That, you know, that's good. And then, you, but then you also have the importance of um, just regular car maintenance. So marriage maintenance, marriage maintenance has to have regular times where there's some exclusivity for the marriage because kids can get in the way. So how do you steal time with each other? I mean, one of the things that's a big, uh, it's not necessarily a hot topic, but something that's often proposed is the importance of date night. And sure. And I, I agree with that. Um, I think that's, if it, that's something that's a vital thing. That's not something you and I have ever really had a, this is our regular date night. No, no, we haven't had a problem getting away together, no. but it's not a regular date night. But we've also shifted it some to where, at least in my mind, some intentionality of we try to steal moments with each other. Yeah, even just, kids, you're staying here, we're going to the grocery <laughs> yep. store, and it's just... Us. Or we sit down to, uh, <laughs> as as a, for a meal as a family, and then the kids are, can we be excused? Like, yes, you can. And then we stay at the table for another five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah. And it's just and it's just us. And so it's it. A lot of it, I think, is coming down. How do you find ways to steal moments with each other? And that's like a that's more of a regular tune up that is important. But then you even get some of those bigger moments that is, if you're thinking of your the life of your engine. Um, You've got to have it serviced at the 30,000 mile, the 60,000 mile. And, the you know, in our culture right now, you trade it in before you get to that point and you get a new car. But they're, they're built to go a long, long time. We're not time, talking that here. Like marriage, right. <laughs> We're, they're built to go a long, long time like marriage. So that's to where, to me, the importance comes in of how do you get some overnights away with each other? How do you get some weekends away with each other? How do you get some vacations just as a couple that have absolutely like relaxed time, right? right? right. So where you can totally disengage from whatever's going on at home, right? Or they, with the kids, or right. whatever. They go, they go, you go a place that uh, speaks to both of you. This isn't you take your spouse on your favorite craft holiday, <laughs> if that's not something he's interested in. Or, you want to go scrapbooking, baby? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> or do you take them on just some sports extravaganza when that doesn't speak to your partner? So it's, this is a, you go do something that you both enjoy. You know, it's a beach, it's a mountain location, it's hiking, it's just an, a old tour of the East Coast or Civil War, th you know, whatever it is that... But it's something you both love. And there's, I think there's incredibly importance on doing that on a pretty regular basis. You know, once a quarter, twice a year, at the minimum once a year, 
Uh, and if you need something, Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway will be coming in the June 2018. Uh, come to that. That's, that's four days. Time, yep, yeah. That's four days. So I think that's kind of what I think of with those are some of the things to be proactive on just how do I schedule my calendar on a relational level. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That gives you good quality time together and purposeful. I like your phraseology of stealing time together because mm-hmm. that makes it sound really intentional. Yeah. And like, this is something I really want. I really want time with my spouse. Right. And at the risk of uh, revealing too much of my brain to my wife, who's my co-host right now, that's kind of the role I play. At least that's my goal is to steal time away with my wife. I want to steal her from her busyness. And so there are lots of times I'll say, hey, Pam, I need you in the back of the house. And she comes back. What would you need? I just going to hug you, babe. And we'll just, I'll get a hug or I'll get a kiss. I'm like, that was it. Or something a little quick to talk to her about. But to me, as the high desire spouse, I think that's kind of the role we play of just how do I continually uh, isolate my lover, if you will, from their world so that they have to spend it with mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good break. So I'm say I appreciate that. So the other thing that comes to my mind is, is thinking through um, there's proactive sides to this, right? That there's, how do we be intentional? And that's a lot of that I think is somebody's going to have to take the lead on that. And that's, if you are, let me give you the scenario, I guess, babe, maybe this helps people understand this. Sure. If, if you're in the scenario where you're the listener of Sexy Marriage Radio and your spouse isn't, then that means you're taking the lead on setting up the intentionality because that's just, it's, it's a higher importance to you. Doesn't mean it's not important to your spouse, necessarily. It just means you are the one that has it as more important. So you take the lead and that's important to know, okay, this just is on my shoulders. I'll have to do it because I think a lot of time couples are like, we want this Hollywood. Oh, we'll both, it's just so great for both of us. We'll just, it'll easily happen. Right. Right. But that's just not how it is. And well, the beauty is hopefully over time, I don't know that we want to have that expectation that the other is just going to at some point fill into that. I mean, expectations, we, in our household, expectations are called planned disappointments, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we expect it from our partner, it's going to generally disappoint. (laughs) So yeah, you're right. Having that one person be the lead, hopefully the other spouse steps up here and there to Mm -hmm. at least give some inkling of hope to the other. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Well, isn't it also important to recognize leadership doesn't mean you're the only you're the only one doing it, and the other person is just sitting back with their feet up doing nothing. Well, true. You know, true, they yes. they are responsive. Uh, they still help lead as well. I mean, look at the dynamic of how you run a household in general. That we each have our own specific kind of roles we play on who gets that done, who gets that done. But then there's other areas that it's just kind of, if it needs to get done, one of us just has to step up and do it. Right. And the hope would be, I'm not always doing that. There's times where I come home and it's half done already, or it's already done. And it's like, well, sweet. That's, I think we need to look at married life through that lens all the time. That that trips us up. It's like, well, if I got to lead it, it's not worth it then. And then, no, that's not the message here. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So, if we're doing the proactive 
it's also, I think, an important information to at least apply here of what happens when you do have breakdowns. Let's stick, let's stick with the car mentality, right? Yeah, yeah, because a breakdown could be any number of things. A breakdown is, you know what, this thing's been building up for a while and we've just been ignoring mm-hmm. the flat tire that's been going dun, 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 and been driving down the highway for 100 miles that <laughs> How way. How could you annoy, avoid that? But okay. Well, some of us want to, right? We've got blinders on and yep. we just don't want to even address it. And so then it's... It's the adultery issue that's come in mm-hmm. to play or or it's something that's totally out of our control and it's a death in the family or something like this and, and things just kind of crumble. Yeah. Like, because you're totally focused outside of the marriage when, say, a, a parent gets cancer or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. There's all kinds of life events. So, yeah, when it's totally broken... Where do you go from there? Well, I think it's first important to recognize broken can be fixed. Absolutely. Right? That that's, <laughs> we, we are broken people. And so it's, it's vitally important to recognize that a, a relationship that is broken, a life that is broken can be fixed. Healing is possible. Forgiveness exists. Love and compassion and grace are there. Absolutely. And so... If I see uh, an issue in my life, uh, the courage to confront it is a huge step, but also knowing where to turn is a good step. Um, I'm a big proponent of therapy. Obviously, I'm biased because this is what I do for a living, too. Um, so find a good therapist. That's that's a, a huge step. Uh, if you're curious about... Um, how to find a therapist? I actually have two posts on sex on simple marriage, that on how to how to choose a shrink. So just go and search for that in the archives, and you'll find those two uh, posts. And it just walks through how to do it, how to find good help. Um, but the other is just I, I don't. How does this strike you? Turning to friends of just re- being vulnerable with friends, not as a source of help per se, in the sense of help guide me through this, but more as a source of being vulnerable with them of I'm struggling. I think that um, select friends certainly can be that guide for you. Select friends. You, uh, it's funny. I go back to the phrase that we use with our kids all the time. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Yep. So hopefully the friends that we're talking about here are the friends that, are solid. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones that are the opposite of that, right? Right. And so you need some friends that have a solid backing, a sort of solid moral system. That and, and and hopefully you're talking to some friends that are in favor of marriage, right? <laughs> if if you're talking to someone yes. who just split up with their spouse because they had a terrible marriage relationship. That might be a tough spot. So think about who you're talking about there. But certainly friends can be your support. You've got to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Your only relationship, it's not healthy if your only relationship is your spouse. You've yeah, got to have that relational context in all of life, really, mm-hmm. to, to grow up and, and be a better person. Yeah, I just think that, um, go on psychobabble for just a second, Irving Yalom was a psychologist uh, way, way back, helped, helped found the field of, of psychotherapy. 
and he was a big believer in just the power of being human with somebody else. Yeah. You know, the, the power of humans together. Um, and there is a tremendous benefit that therapy and research has actually borne this out, that there's a part of the, part of what helps make therapy so powerful is being real with another human. Absolutely. Sharing a strength with another, sharing a struggle with another human and them going, okay, you're okay. This is normal. This is survivable. This is okay. We can do, you know, and yeah. just kind of knowing I'm not alone in this world. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. That just having to someone to share that with, right. and you know, someone will shoot straight with you. It Having a friend, it, it you're so blessed if you have a friend that will shoot straight with you. <laughs> It'll be honest. It's yep. not going to cotton candy coated and just going to say, you know, you know what, either, you know what, I think you're spot on on this or, you know what, you are, you're You're way off You're totally in the wrong. This is, (laughs) why are you thinking this way? Here's, here's the lens I'm seeing it through and Mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot straight with you here. Hopefully everyone listening has one person that will shoot straight with them like that. Right. So I think it's important if, if you're in a situation where a marriage is broken or you feel like your life is broken, then it's then it's about finding the right tools to help you. It's about finding the right help. It's not just, I mean, uh, one step obviously is Google, see what <laughs> kind of information you find, because maybe that, I mean, I know there's lots of people that have found Sexy Marriage Radio that way, that they right. just, they were in a bad way. And so they Googled marriage podcasts. We came up along with a couple of others and they were hooked. And now we get emails saying, this message has totally transformed my life and my marriage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm not discounting the fact that, yeah, there's good ways to still find and stumble upon some things, but don't stop with that. That's the point is we can go to where, you know, we've had the big blow up and, they get on, you know, so the spouse that's mad or upset or really frustrated and has just had enough, they go to the, they go to the internet at two in the morning and they're searching for answers. And then that's where they stop. I mean, go the next step because I'll get emails. Get the quality, get yep. quality help. You've got yep. to have quality. We get emails, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And then even from my own site at Simple Marriage, I'll get emails at two, three, four in the morning. And I know exactly when they sent those things because, and why? Because that's right after a big blow up and they couldn't sleep. And so it's like, I need some help. And just doing that changes the dynamic right? and helps you. So finding good help is, is of vital importance. And that's why uh, Shannon works with people remotely. I work with people remotely. Uh, I have fly-in intensives that are offered for couples that are in major crisis and want to spend three days just intensely looking at what's going on. That's what your men's mastermind group yep. does, like men that, that work together and Exactly. Share life together. So, and that's where I also think it's important if you've got those good, solid friends, it's important because they could be a referral, referral base for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the, one of the therapist mentors of mine told me, he's like, you know, the people that find a therapist in the phone book aren't taking it serious enough. And it's like, well, that's a little harsh, but okay. Cause he said, you know, if you had, if you found out you needed brain surgery, you're not just Googling brain surgeon. Right. And then a schedule an appointment. Right. You're asking your your primary physician. You're asking some friends. You're asking I mean, in my case, I would be calling my cousin. 
uh, our doctor, yeah, you know, all kinds of different people. Who do you know? Cousin is a doctor, yes. by the way. It's right. not just and some married random. to a doctor too. So I'd get right. two from both of them, <laughs> right. and you know, I'd be seeking out help on who do I specifically need to go see. And I think when we come to marriage issues and to life issues and sex issues, we need to do the same thing of, you know what, I'm really struggling with this and I'm not going to give you all the details, but do you know anybody I should go see? Right. Because lo and behold, most of the time people have already seen people. And so they're like, hey, I went here and they were really good. Or I went there and that was awful. So don't go there. And at least now I've eliminated some of the struggle and now we're down the road further. And that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. So don't take your BMW to it. A uh, lawnmower mechanic. If we're coming back to the car, <laughs> hey, analogy. there we go. We went back to the. We're, we're coming back to where we began. Get quality. Yeah. So I think just looking at this whole concept of of how do I maintain the things that I value in my life, and so maybe one of the questions you got to ask is if. If I feel like my marriage is stagnated, if I feel like my marriage is just coasting along, one of the, my first questions I think you ask is, is it of importance in my life or not? How important is this thing? How important is it? Okay. Right. Because that's that idea of the stuff I care about, I find ways to make happen. Doesn't matter how mm-hmm. busy I am. If it's important to me, I find a way to make it happen. And maybe I've got to do some serious searching of my own soul and say, maybe my marriage needs to move up that list. You know, mm-hmm. maybe work needs to come down. Maybe the the affection and emotional ties I get from my kids needs to come down a little bit. And I need to bring my spouse up that. Or and and this is because that's one of those things to look at the dynamic to realize everything wars against us. And so the stuff that we value, we've got to fight for. And so one of the important things is, where is this? And then after that, maybe I need to have a heart-to-heart with my spouse. Maybe I need to have a, you know what? We was listening to Sexy Marriage Radio and came across this idea of, we need to maybe come up with more intentionality, more specific. How do we do some check-ins? How do yeah. we do, uh, I love the phrase of, how do we do some state of the union conversations yeah that sounds a little more serious than me than even just as you're as you're moving along saying we're going to bring this up as things come so it doesn't escalate to a crisis mode there you go and then you're addressing in it in a much more there you go adult grown-up manner and and it's a calmer situation oh, as love well what you did there well done that's that's exactly right. On it's it's on both sides, isn't it? That if I've got an issue that's kind of just under the surface that you would have no clue about because it hasn't really completely changed the way I'm acting, maybe I need to bring it up ahead of time because now it's a small mountain we've got to climb, not a big one. Yeah. But then the flip side is important too of how are we being intentional to keep the romance going, to keep the 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 bond going, the commitment going and and the times that we share going. Yeah, I think if we're intentional, that's going to happen. That's good. I like that. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thank you for taking some time out of the day to spend it with us. 